Coming to you from Keiko Studios, it's The Balcony Show with Ann Thatcher, Bo Summer, Mike Roy, Donna Gallucci, and me, the Mad Cat. We have searched the globe for the best in indie music so you don't have to. So here we go, The Balcony Show. in far away places, same with love and good vibes. Just keep an eye out for just what's coming, it might be a surprise. Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Balcony Show, your source for your number one source for independent music. Number one. (laughs) Coming up on today's show, we have, how would you describe him, Mad Cat? Because he was kind of giving me a hard time earlier. How would you describe him? genre. (laughs) Oh, Southern rock. Southern southern rock and country. Yeah. And uh, really, really like, his name is Andrew Chappelle, and I think you're going to dig his vibe. I think you're going to dig what he's putting down. Woo. That sounds a little sassy. I like to put down what I'm digging. You're welcome. So Taylor Swift is, <laughs> there's a Taylor Swift storm going on. Evidently, yes. Yeah, she's selling out everywhere. Stadiums everywhere. Good for her. Yeah. You know, you, I think you kind of have to feel that way. In, in this day and age, I mean, we're the generation of arena rockers. That's right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Artists who sold massive stadiums out annually and that's kind of a you know a thing of the past i mean you know yeah these guys are selling out smaller stadiums but you know selling out the big grand stadiums is no easy feat and if she's doing it you know what i love what she's doing i love that she took back her power i love that she took back her music I think that 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 is, and I think that's what move. people are behind. Uh, in yeah. all honesty, oh, yeah. Yeah. you know what I mean. They're gonna because yeah. they're, they're gonna say no. You're not gonna do that yeah. to our girls. So great, good you for- guys just ruined my indie radar for this week. Oh no! I'm oh, just kidding. Hell yeah! <laughs> but you did. But whatever. Yeah, I, honestly, I mean, how many years are we doing this now? It's the first time we like stepped on your drag. That's awesome. Without even knowing. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> You're welcome. That's what we're here for, you know. Thanks. But first. But first. Oh, yeah. See, I love but first, you know, <laughs> because, oh, I mean, really? but first. I mean, if I can find the button and I'm blind, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Useless facts. on the dark web again <laughs> you know, oh boy like i don't i don't pre-read these things ladies and gentlemen i don't get them and hands them to me at the minute of our recording yeah and then i flip my page over and i don't look at it just so i you know it grabs me like it grabs you and sometimes it's extremely uncomfortable <laughs> You know, and, and now I'm looking down. I don't know whether it's comfort or not, but the first thing I see is a sloth fart doesn't stink. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, obviously that is useless fact. Number one, uh, let's go on and see. <laughs> a sloth's gut produce, uh, produces methane, but instead of being released out of its bum in the usual humorous, stinky way, the methane is absorbed into the blood. So there's absolutely no point in blaming a bad smell on these slow-moving mammals. They could let off all they want, and you'd be none the wiser. See? So they have methane-infused blood. Did you know that? No. Why they move so slow? But I'm I'm thinking that would be like nitrous oxide, you know (laughs) what I mean? You would think it would be the opposite. They would move fast. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) 
Just oh, hit the button. Never knew that. No, neither did I. In other news, ladies and gentlemen, sloths are now doubling as an explosive. <laughs> the sloth bombs. Uh, that's because methane is explosive. All right, thank you, listeners. Okay, okay, great job. All right, useless fact number two. Uh, the Eiffel Tower gets taller in the summer. That's what she said. Um, due to a process, what... But boffins, <laughs> boffins. What? what? It says boffins right what? there. Due to a process, what boffins? Uh, many boffins died to make this movie. I just copied uh, it, man. Uh, due to a process, what boffins would call thermal expansion. Boffins. Again, What's that's a, what she who's said. Who's a boffin? Um, the, I don't know. We ought to look that up. The Paris, the Paris landmark gains a few centimeters. Uh, in the hot water. Well, of course not. There's no shrinkage. Uh, oh, the, the heat from goodness. the sun makes the metals used to uh, used to stretch ever so slightly. But in the winter, it returns to its original height. Well, of course, shrinkage in the cold. Come on now. Yeah, but I, who would have ever known? Why would you ever Eiffel think that? Tower? That's but interesting. In all honesty, you could apply this to literally everything. Oh, sure. Yeah. But you I know. guess you don't but think I'm about curious. it when it's a landmark. The question know? begs, begs uh, how big or how much taller or bigger? Centimeters. Well, centimeters. Whatever. It said centimeters. <laughs> You're not interested in this anymore, Bob, right? <laughs> Every little bit counts. Eight inches are better. Every little bit counts. Mere centimeters. Centimeters, man. I only want to know if it's uh, eight inches or better. It's like the little engine that could. <laughs> I'm just saying. I think I think Mad Cat's taking this Google. a little personal. <laughs> One inch is how many centimeters? <laughs> really? Oh, two point five centimeters. She's googling this, ladies and gentlemen. I am. I can't. My brain. But you know, I'm just curious. We here in the states, we don't use the metric system like we ever. <laughs> but I mean, I do because I do car- carpentry. But I have all the little giveaway numbers, which my brother absolutely hates. Yeah, when are you gonna learn how to read that thing? I don't know. I don't have to. It just tells me what I need to know right here. All right, so we're gonna move right along. Uh, number three, <laughs> mail was once delivered by thirty-seven cats in Belgium. In Belgium, uh, what? How the hell did you get cats to do such a task? All right, because yeah, I don't know any. Uh, these domestic cats were trained to deliver mail in the city of Liege. Uh, waterproof bags containing letters were tied around their necks and then were driven out into the countryside miles away from their homes and let go. They all made it home within 24 hours. Ultimately, the scheme was abandoned as it was easier to deliver the mail yourself (laughs) than rely on a cat. Exactly. I mean, cats have other things to do, especially along the way. They got to catch that mouse. They got to catch that bird. Cats have other things to do. They got to lick themselves for a little bit, you know, and then they got to take a nap. See, Mad Cat knows about cats. Ah, Mad Cat, you know, what's up? All right, let's just move along. Uh, Number four, the average yawn lasts six seconds. Uh, Yeah. Humans also yawn on an average of 20 times per day. So in total, that's 120 seconds or two whole minutes you spend yawning each day. I'm yawning right now. Uh, yawning is contagious, which is so fun to see. That's true. Uh, so even reading this and thinking about yawning might make you yawn. You're welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It's really the truth. <laughs> it is true. It is because yeah. you get the urge to yeah. want to yawn. Oh, yeah. When we were kids, we used to uh, call it playing witchcraft. 
<laughs> we would do that. We would just go into a room, you know, with people in it, and then we would just like start fake yawning, just to see how many other people in the room start catching on. Yeah. It's like I cast a spell. <laughs> what a spell devious. You? Very devious, but cute. Aw, thank Aww. you. Aww. She made me a little thing that says Mad Cat Rock. She ain't lying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's see where are we at here. Uh, oh, number five and the last one. Uh, thousands of rabbits once attacked, once attacked Napoleon in honor of the new Joaquin Phoenix movie, Napoleon, coming out. Let's learn about these foul rodents of unusual peckish power. Uh, eight years before Waterloo, another humiliating defeat for Napoleon. Wow. Just got to throw that in there, Zinger. Uh, he was beaten by a barrage of bunnies. He was signing a treaty when the rabbits, who had been captured, were released to be hunted. Instead of running away, they attacked their would-be hunters, including Napoleon, who was forced to flee. Run away! Run away! <laughs> so I guess, uh, well, that's the last useless fact there, Anne. But who yeah. knew about rabbits? Did you know about the rabbit attack on Napoleon? I did not know about that. It was not in my history books. No. Could you you imagine being a teenager and you're just sitting there, you just got all blazed up, and you're sitting there in history (laughs) class, class. and and they want to start telling you about bunny rabbits attacking (laughs) Napoleon at Waterloo? A barrage of bunnies. Oh, my God. I I mean, to the point that it retreated? There had to be a lot of rabbits there. Uh, You're going well, to be a for, rabbit for, a, yeah. <laughs> for I mean for a hunt I'm sure they they'd have to be releasing a lot. Yeah, that'd be a lot of that'd be a lot of rabbits. I mean, definitely not my kind of bunny attack, but you know. But you know what? Good for the bunnies. I stand with the bunnies. Oh, stand yeah. with the bunnies because you know what? <laughs> they turned on them. And they were, sure, they refused, stand with the foul rodents. They, they refused rodents. to be hunted. <laughs> I actually had a pet rabbit. I did too. His so name was his name was Alexander Graham Bunny, and he used to get up. up That's up, cute. He used to hop up on my bed and wake me up in the morning by thumping his foot. He, he mean, was a, he was he was really a cool rabbit. He was a Dutch. We used to eat him growing up. <sighs> That's a whole nother story. Oh, they're good eating. They taste so good. They're yeah. little bunnies. Little bunnies. They taste great. Get in my belly. That's that's it. I'm done with you. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, till next week's torture. Anyways, we're going to get things started tonight with the song by one of our favorites here, Matt D. Hard Luck Americana. And the name of the song is Jericho Gap. One of our favorites. Right, Matt Cat? Absolutely. So take a listen. And we'll be right back.
Hey, folks, you're listening to The Balcony Show, and right now we have the first song from tonight's interviewee with Andrew Chappelle. So the song is called Loneliness and Whiskey, two of my favorite things. Uh, <laughs> give it a listen. When you come back, we're going to have Andrew on the line, and apparently our ladies in here are going to be swooning. So, yeah, <laughs> give it a listen.
whether he's performing in his band, Bitterroot Revival, or he's doing his solo music, you're going to want to get his music. We are super excited because we have Andrew Chappelle on the phone to talk about his latest single, Quit in Time, and a little bit of his album, Loneliness and Whiskey. So welcome to the show, Andrew. Well, thank you very much. So our listeners just heard the song, Loneliness and Whiskey, which is the title track from your album. I, I really love the guitars in the front of this. How did you come up with that? How did that, how did that come about, Andrew? That, that guitar riff? Yes. I was, I was actually visiting my sister in Spokane. And she was away at work, and I was just kind of beating that song up, trying to figure out how I was going to do it. And as I was sitting there noodling around in my head, that riff just kind of fell out. And I uh, thought that fit pretty good, so I might as well keep it. I ain't coming up with anything better. And, and the song, Loneliness and Whiskey, I, I, I'm hoping that that's uh, not directly about yourself, but, <laughs> you know... <laughs> <laughs> Well, I can't think of two things that go better together. No. Um, <laughs> that's one of those songs that, you know, you you write a song and sometimes it just falls out of your face before you know what you said. And then you turn around and look at it to try to figure out what you just wrote. So does that how is that how mu- music writing happens for you? Does it just come to you? Sometimes it does. Sometimes it's like I'm... Uh, trying to transcribe a song I, I'm hearing in my head. Okay. And then and then sometimes it don't. It's, you know, something sometimes else. Sometimes it's a labor. Yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you got to work for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. But every once in a while, you get one of them gifts. So as I'm going through that song, I figure out that song is about what it feels like to struggle with addiction. Okay. Um, I don't. I don't know that whiskey is necessarily the addiction of choice in that, but it sure rhymed good with stuff. So we kept that in the lyric. You know, you have a great radio voice. Not only do you have a great singing voice, but you have a great radio voice. I got to say that. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. This is how this is how it starts, Andrew. They hear your, oh no! They hear your deep voice, and next thing you know, it's followed by swooning and cackling. I I don't know what to say to that, Andrew. Other than I'm innocent. Well, I tell you, you probably ought to just cackle. (laughs) 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 That that seems to be the prescribed format. (laughs) Oh man, (laughs) Mad Cat! I think you've made a friend. (laughs) So, one thing I did notice about your music is that you you tend to stretch. It's not, you can't call it just country, you know, like Southern rock, and you can't just call it country. And you just, I, I hear pop in there. There's a lot of flavors to your music. Is, is that because of, is that intentional? Or is that something that, you know, as you grew, you, you're just changing? Or how, why? Can you answer that? Why? Oh, man, if I knew why. Um, I, I've had a lot of people tell me it don't matter what I sing, it's going to sound country, but I was raised with so many different influences as far as music. I mean, I list in my, in our home, there was always music on of some sort. And I just thought that was normal. 
Well, we'd, we'd watch a lot of, uh, like, the, the old musicals from the 50s, and that was just a normal thing. And so it, I was never beholden in, to any one genre when I was listening to music or, you know, my family I was raised on everything from Southern, Southern gospel to Barry Manilow. And, but you can fella. hear that in your music. I hear that. I yeah. hear, I hear it's not, that was one of the reasons that made my, me, my ears perk up and, and say, wait a minute. First of all, it was your vocals. I love, I love your vocals on, on all of the tracks, but the thing that drew me really in, it was the vocals that drew me in, but what kept me there was the fact that there's this kind of a mix going on. And I like that it's something new, something different. Maybe not new to you, but to me as a listener and somebody that's going through a lot of music, I find when I hear something that perks my ears up like that, then I want to know more about it. Sure. Well, and that's like, that's, the actual definition of an influence, right? right? It's something that is that has kind of shaped you and shaped the way that you do things and what you have considered to be normal, even if it's just in your own head. And that stuff comes out when you're not trying to to uh, <clears throat> conform to any one thing. Which brings me to Quitting Time, which is your new single, Fantastic. It's it's kind of a ride. This. This is like you're in a you're in a car. I'm driving, or it's you know the end. At, we've I've been a bartender. We have a bartender here. You know what I mean? The quitting time or quitting time from a job. Tell us about quitting time. I wanted to write. <laughs> I wanted to write this song. Um, I wanted to write a song that could kind of capture that feeling. You know, I worked construction back in Texas when I lived there for years and years and years. And that feeling of when you finally sit in the car and drive home and you can grab that beer, you can grab that drink. And just that sense of, it's almost like an escapism kind of a thing, right? It's a, a duality in, in your uh, daily existence. You've got this professional life and then you've got this life at home. I'm going to go grill some burgers and kick around on my guitar and do oh, whatever. Oh, man. <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> Amen to and that. And you, you try to keep that stuff as separate as you can. <laughs> Egad. <laughs> so what is quitting? Is that what quitting time is for you? A barbecue grill and, you know, a beer? Well, Sometimes it is. Um, just about a year ago, I got uh, laid off with several other folks from a, a pretty big corporate company, and it was it was one of those deals that kind of pushed me off the cliff. Of hey, I like I like doing music. Why don't I just do this instead? Okay. And well, glad so, you did. <laughs> <laughs> well, and there's so there's part of that too, right? Quitting that whole that whole rat race and just jumping off of it. Let us take a break here and we're going to let our listeners hear this great song Quitting Time by Andrew Chappelle and we'll be right back with the rest of the interview. Climbing up off the end of a long day is quitting time A little bullet ride It'll be alright So go ahead That'll be just fine A little peace of mind 
listening to the balcony show and we have andrew chapel on the line so andrew tell our listeners uh what you have planned in the future as far as touring playing out uh new songs new album ideas well man that's a whole big stacked list of things to talk about (laughs) i'm you know i'm always writing always thinking about what can i what can i write and record next what's what can my next album be i've got about i've got about a dozen songs that i'm currently working on getting getting put down, recorded, uh, hopefully get something released at the beginning of the year. I'll kind of trickle out some singles over the next several months. 
Nice. Uh, but as far as touring right now, I've been staying really close to home and just working as hard as I can. I played two, three, sometimes four shows a week. Um, but my hopes are, see, my hopes are next year to actually begin spreading out regionally. I have this, uh, this terrible ADHD affliction. And so I ended up booking pretty much this whole year by, by the end of March and then realized I wasn't going anywhere. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) It worked out pretty good. I guess. I oh love my. the laid back vibe, though. I, I appreciate. You know, that. really, he could. He, he, That's great. Anytime you're in Pennsylvania, you make it out here. You got to come be on the show with us. Yeah, we absolutely want to have you in our guest chair for sure. Absolutely, I walk through the grocery store with you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't encourage our Andrew. <laughs> she's gonna, she's gonna lose you a plane ticket at the airport. <laughs> So the final song that our listeners are going to hear from from you tonight is is over you. Can you talk a little bit about that, Andrew? Yeah, that's that's actually my favorite song on that whole record. And the only reason I put it on the record is because it's my favorite song, so I had to stick it on the end. That song. So when I wrote that song, I was still working at my my old job, and I'd work nights. I'd get home around midnight. And then, so, you know, the whole family's, they're all in bed and asleep. And I'm sitting down at the kitchen trying to write songs. And again, this, again, this wonderful ADD affliction that I have just kind of makes your brain go scattered when you're trying to focus in on writing this song. So I wrote a song about it. (laughs) A song about (laughs) trying to write a song while all this stuff is, you know, is trying to grab your attention and pull you in different directions. Um, and then it's, you know, half of that song fell out of my face and half of it was, you know, the 30 seconds of focus I got to enjoy when I started writing <laughs> the song. Wow. I would have never put that with that. Would have never put over you with, with that kind of a thing, you know? Yeah. But I think there's a lot of people who could certainly identify with that. That's for sure. What was so fun with that song is while I was recording it, so in the middle, and you'll, you'll hear it in a second, there's this this part where I just sing the words over you over and over and over and over again. And that was never written down when I was writing the song. I was just standing in front of a hot mic while I'm recording vocals and just blurted it out. And then wow. thought, wow, that's really cool. I'll keep it. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. So I did. Listen, Andrew, I want to thank you for uh, spending some time with us here on the show. Please, everybody, you're going to want to go out and get this album, Loneliness and Whiskey, his latest single, Quit in Time. Follow Andrew. You can uh, follow us on the show. If you have new singles, Andrew, we absolutely would love to play them here and give us some airtime. And I can't thank you enough for uh, seriously spending some time with us here on the show. Oh, I'm sure glad you'll let me come on. This is a lot of fun. All right. With that, I'm going to say goodnight to you. Take a listen to Over You by Andrew Chappelle, and we'll be right back with the rest of the show. Pile of memories vying for time 
So much joy, so much pain, so much waiting in the rain for just a kiss. There's nothing sweeter tonight. Today's Mad Cats, Mad Tracks, we have the song Find Your People by Drew Holcomb and the Neighbors. That's right, Find Your People. Apparently, I found mine, and they're all freaking crazy. <laughs> so, give it a listen. Find Your People, Drew Holcomb and the Neighbors. Here we go. You gotta find your people, the ones that make you feel all right. The kind you want to stay up with all night You gotta find your people The ones that make you feel whole They won't leave your side when you lose control The ones that don't let you lose your soul You gotta find your people The ones that get the joke to understand what you're saying for a word is smoke You gotta find your people To put the needle in the groove When you're together you got nothing to prove 
When you're together, you got nothing to lose. In a world full of strangers, you don't know who to trust. All you see is danger, trying to find what you've lost. You can't go it alone. Everybody needs help. You gotta find your people, then you'll find yourself. You gotta find your people that'll call your bluff. Who'll ride along when the road is rough. You gotta find your people, the ones that make you feel equal. They pick you up and don't put you down. Help you find your way in the lost and found. In a world full of strangers, you don't know who to trust. All you see is danger, trying to find what you lost. You can't go it alone. Everybody needs help. You gotta find your people, then you'll find yourself. The ones that understand you, the ones that lend a hand to you, the ones that don't demand anything from you. You gotta find your people, the ones that make you feel all right. To tell you the truth and wish you well. You gotta find your people, then you'll find yourself. You gotta find your people, then you'll find yourself. So I'm jumping on the bandwagon here on this week's Indie Radar with Taylor Swift. So we mentioned earlier in the show, Taylor Swift is causing quite a stir selling out stadiums. And whether you like her or not, you have to recognize what she's achieving. And actually, I give her mad props because she just re-recorded and is re-releasing her catalog on her own terms. And the whole point of my Indie Radar this week is um, good for her. She she spreads positivity, whether you like her or not, whatever, that's not the point. Uh, But the point is that she is, um, she really is blazing a trail. And I want indie artists to pay attention. Be careful and be mindful of what you're signing. Even if it's your neighbor wants to be, quote, and unquote, a band manager, and you sign some kind of contract with some person that wants to manage you, you never know. That can actually stand in court one day and mean something monetarily damaging to you as an artist. So just wanted to uh, to bring that to your attention. Be mindful of what you are signing. Have maybe a second set of eyes. I know a lot of people can't afford a lawyer, but you never know. You might be able to hit, hit up a law school and find a law student maybe to kind of help you figure out some things. Um, and to add to this story, um, I just saw something come across my newsfeed, Aretha Franklin's kids. Did you read about that? No. Same thing. Like be mindful what you're signing, be careful what you put out there. That could be some kind of a legal binding document. Um, I guess her kids were, I don't know if they were fighting each other in court, 
but it had something to do with disputing which version of her will was the right will or what her intended will was, I guess, for her children and her legacy and, you know, all her future financial earnings for her family. Um, so that's kind of, you probably can just Google and, and read all about that. But again, be mindful of what you're signing and be careful and get some help before you sign on with anybody or anything. And not everybody's your friend. Exa- oh, especially not in this sure. industry. Nope. We here at the balcony are, we'll play your, we'll play your music, but we're not going to mess you over, you know, nope. for money or anything like that. We support. Absolutely. So thank you. Another great tip right here on Indie Radar. I'd like to remind you that The Balcony Show is proudly produced at Keiko Studios right here in Penn Argyle, Pennsylvania. So hit them up for all your musical production needs. Welcome to another edition of Mike's Music Box. Inside, you're going to hear some stories of the macabre, the paranormal, and the strange. So stay tuned if you dare. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Mike's Music Box. Tonight, we are going to be talking about the death of singer-songwriter Elliot Smith. Stephen Paul Smith, best known as Elliot Smith, was an American singer, songwriter, and multi-instrumentalist. Born in Omaha, Nebraska, raised primarily in Texas, and living most of his life in Portland, Oregon, where he first gained popularity as a famous singer-songwriter. Elliot Smith began using drugs and alcohol around the age of 14 when he moved in with his father in Portland, Oregon. After his high school graduation, Smith began calling himself Elliot. He thought Steve sounded too much like a jock name and Stephen sounded too bookish. Smith formed his first band called Heat Miser and played around the Portland, Oregon area in 1992. Elliot Smith started his solo career while in Heat Miser, and within the next two years, it created a distance between him and his band members. Ultimately, it led to the dissolution of the band, and at this point in his life, Stephen was a heavy drinker, also on antidepressants. In 1997, Elliot Smith was selected by director Gus Van Zandt to be part of the Goodwill Hunting soundtrack. With the help of composer... Danny Elfman, he contributed an orchestra soundtrack as well as some new songs, especially one called Miss Misery. Because of the success of the film, Smith was then nominated for an Academy Award for Miss Misery. And on April 18th, 2000, Elliot Smith released his last album called Figure Eight. Around towards the end of the Figure Eight album and tour, Smith became addicted to heroin. His paranoia ensued during this time as he was believed to be followed by a white van plus other anomalies that cut him off from things that he was dealing with in real life and at that point in time. Elliot Smith died on October 21st, 2003 at the age of 34 from two stab wounds to the chest. At the time of the stabbing, he was at his home in Echo Park, California where he lived with his girlfriend at the time, Jennifer Chiba, according to the neighbors, the couple were fighting very loudly. She alleged that they were arguing and locked herself in the bathroom to take a shower. Five to ten minutes later, Chiba heard him screaming. Upon opening the door, she saw Smith standing there with a knife in his chest. 
She pulled the knife out, and afterwards he collapsed, and she called 911. At 12.18, Chiba performed CPR with the help of a dispatcher. Unfortunately, Smith died in the hospital at the time of his death, which was listed at 1.36 p.m. He left a suicide note where, at the end of it, his name was mysteriously misspelled. The coroner reported no traces of alcohol or illegal substances within Elliot Smith's body at the time of his death. But they did find traces of antidepressants. There were also no hesitation wounds. And to this day, his case remains open as to whether it was a suicide or murder. Courtney Love of Hole called it the best suicide she had ever heard of. Killing yourself in this way is uncommon. Less than 4% of suicides from 2001 to 2002 were due to sharp force trauma. And those were generally wrist slashes. People performing this suicide would usually be kneeling or in a position to fall upon the blade. But the coroner deemed that Elliot Smith was actually standing when this had been done. The autopsy reports claim that there were also defensive wounds on his arms as well. Who knows what happened exactly to Elliot Smith the night that he died? His girlfriend, Chiba, was the only witness. There are so many conflicting stories surrounding his death we may never know. Tune in next week for another episode of Mike's Music Box. It's time for the spotlight portion of our show, where we showcase new singles from returning guests. Hey, everybody, welcome to Spotlight. And we have a treat for our listeners today because we have Emily Noel on the phone with us to talk about her new music. Hey, Emily. Hi, guys. Hey, Hello, Emily. Emily. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I miss you guys. Oh, I know they all miss you, too. I've never had the pleasure of meeting you, but I hope to in the very near future. Emily, and, uh, yes. I'm out to see you play. So uh, we're so excited here for the release of your new single, Redheaded Rebel. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah. So I was inspired by the song. I actually wrote it last summer um, on the lake with my good friend, Roy Lee, who's also from Pennsylvania. We met here in Nashville. And um, I was inspired by the song um, Wildest Horror by Corey Kent. And um, I just love that song so much. And it was just about like not like just being your own person and finding someone to love you the way that you are and not like taming you. And so I was like, yeah, I was like, that's exactly where I'm at in life. Like I want to love and be loved, but like, I also don't want to be tamed down. And so I'm not your typical girl that's looking for the diamond ring and a white picket fence. I just kind of want to like live life and find a partner to do that with, and just still be crazy old me. So that's why we're at Redheaded Rebel. And um, yeah, I just, I love the message that it, spreads to women that you don't have to want the normal things to be normal. Right. That's a great message. And it was really Thank greatly you. great produce uh, production on the album. Love the steel Thank guitar you. on the song. I'm sorry. Yeah. Song. I had some killer <laughs> players on this song. Yeah, um, really they cool. always do a bang up job and um, I'm always happy to have them be a part of my stuff. That's awesome. Um, where can people go to find your music, Emily? And um, where on social media can we, you know, keep up to date with what you're doing? Yeah, so um, you can find it on all um, digital platforms. It's on Spotify, iTunes, um, iHeartRadio, um, the normal suspects. 
Um, you can also find it on YouTube, music. Um, and the best place to find me on social media is Instagram and Facebook. I have a like page. It's Emily Noel Music, E-M-I-L-Y-N-O-E-L, like Christmas, M-U-S-I-C. Um, and I'm more active on Instagram. So go on over and give me a follow and you can see all my crazy adventures on my stories and what I'm doing here in Nashville and what I got going on. So Emily, do you have any uh, upcoming dates where you'll be playing out live? Yeah, so um, August is kind of light for us right now. We had a big month um, in July. So right now, the only date that we have um, is August 20th. Um, we're playing at Roadside Bar and Grill in Hermitage. Um, it's a Sunday from 4 to 7. Um, we play there often and we love the crowd there. So um, if you are in the Nashville area, come on out. And um, as always, um, check in with my Facebook and my Instagram for any upcoming dates. Sounds great. I'm sure everyone will do that. Thanks so much, Emily, for being here on our show, on the Balcony Show. We really appreciate it. Great talking to you. Thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure to talk to you guys. Thank you. And everyone is now going to get to hear your song, Redheaded Rebel by Emily Noel. Check it out. Yeah. 
glad you're back on the balcony show. Thanks for sticking here with us and listening to some really great music. Thank you to Andrew Chappelle for uh, spending some time with us and sharing his music. Emily Noel, we wish you nothing but the best. You know, we love you here at the show. And uh, that's all I got, folks. Anything for you? I got nothing. Nothing for me. <laughs> I got nothing. I have my I cigarette. I'm happy. <laughs> you can go to our Facebook page and give us a like if you like what we're doing. And uh, all of the shows in the areas are tagged at the top of our page. So that's a good way to go and find out where we are. And, and so you can listen to one of these shows and... I think um, we all have another Reverb Nation campaign in the works, so I'll let you know about that when that happens. And if you have been on the show, please, uh, I I can no longer reach everybody. So, you know, if you have new music, guys, come on, you got to get it to me. I can't play it if I don't have it. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. So that's it. That's all I got. Yeah. What, now you got nothing? I, I oh, said before I got here. I literally There's announced silence, right? I got nothing. See, got him started. So we're going to end things tonight with a song from Gulfstream Riders. And the name of the song is Filling Canyon. So take a listen. Good night, everybody from the Balcony Show. We'll catch you next week. Good Lord help us. Without the mud, there is no Without the fall, no rise of spring. Without compassion, no understanding. The only two we all have to
the owl had been. 